see the way they hate And I know better than to listen to the people who are calling us names I can feel the sun Good evening, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Thursday, July 20th, 2023, and this is another episode of Lots to Talk About. It's another pre-recorded episode as we're on our journey in July. We're getting probably pretty close to getting back, so the interviews will start again in August with lives on Mondays and lives and or pre-records on Thursdays, depending on guest availability. But my guest this evening is the driving force behind the Kentucky Sustainable Living Group on Facebook, as well as the Kentucky Sustainable Living Festival. I asked him to come on, chat about how he got into sustainable living, about his group, and what to expect from the festival. And with that, I would like to welcome to, there you go, welcome to Lots to Talk About, Jason Sparks. How are we doing, bud? Good. How are you? Ah, man, it's a it's a nice, beautiful day in, in Tennessee here that uh, I I moved down, well, moved here temporarily. And um, I keep looking back at the weather up in Minnesota and it's it's almost the same. And I'm like, this isn't a bad, bad deal. You get about the same hot. But, man, you don't get those negative 30s here for sure. Oh, I, I couldn't put up with the cold weather. It's it gets cold enough in Kentucky for me. I, I could not do Minnesota whatsoever. Yeah, people people ask me. So I'm in this space, you know. I, I was I had a homestead for seven years. Uh, kind of did all the things. Started up in this space, so all my network came out of the homesteading world, and they all looked at me and like, "Dude, this is you had what we all try to get. Like, what were you, what were you doing? You had, I mean, I had 35 acres and all the animals and the freezers full of meat, and I'm like, it was the damn cold, man. <laughs> like yeah. I. I couldn't see myself being there for another 20, 30 years. Like it, it just, it wears on you. So man, oh, yeah. we, uh, we packed it up, but it's about you. Who is, oh, yeah. uh, I, mean, I, I like it. I mean, it snows in Kentucky, but usually we might get six inches maybe. And it's gone in like two days and then right. you're back, you're back to a long sleeve t-shirt and it's like, okay, I can do this. So yeah yeah i got uh i got weak though we uh we spent the we spent the winter down in florida and we were we were down there and the first day it got to about 40 degrees we went out for a walk and the sun went under a cloud and i was like oh man it's cold i should have put a sweatshirt on and my wife looked at me and went you know you 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 do remember you used to work outside in a hoodie until negative 15 right yeah i'm like No, no, not anymore. Not anymore. But hey, man, I I went I went to Vegas one time and it was in January and I looked at the weather and I was like, I'm just going to take, you know, a couple long sleeve shirts just in case I was walking around the strip at night in jeans and a T-shirt and people had on North Face like puffer jackets. And I'm like, these people are crazy. It's only like 60 degrees. I was like, what's going on? But yeah, it was cold. 60 degrees was cold for them. Oh man! So, Jason, uh, in, introduce yourself to my audience that might not know you. I know a lot of my audience knows you. You've been uh, you you've been around um, this space for quite a while. But uh, I got some new people kind of listening that are RV folks and uh, and other genres. So, let them know who uh, who Jason Sparks is, and then we'll kind of get into into where you're coming from and, uh, and what you got going on. Well, I'm Jason uh, with Kentucky Sustainable Living. We've got a group. Uh, 
it originally started, several of us guys were like, we need to start some kind of mutual assistance group to where we can help each other in Kentucky. <clears throat> so uh, we started it up. We're like, we need a way to get members in. So we started a Facebook group. You know, that's the easiest, cheapest, fastest way to do it. So it kind of started snowballing from that. And we're like, hey, we've got all these different people. I mean, we've got people. I'm a general contractor. So we've got people in that realm. We've got uh, retired military guys, some active duty guys. Uh, we've got nurse practitioners, uh, people, you know, people that come from a manufacturing background. And, uh, just everything, homestead people that are full-time farmers. So we've got this huge knowledge base, and we're like, why not do classes and teach each other? Kind of a value-for-value value thing. Uh, I can teach classes on certain things, and then if a nurse practitioner, you know, or a nurse wants to come over and teach us about some medical stuff, she can teach about that. Uh, if some of the military guys wants to teach tactics and training, they can teach that stuff. So it's, you know, it started that way, and it's evolved into a whole sustainability group all across Kentucky, and then guys are, you know, just right across the border, and they're like, hey, can, can we join up with you? And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're, you're five miles on the other side of the border. Let's, let's go ahead and do it. Let's just not keep it exclusive. So now we've got people in Indiana, Ohio, West Virginia, and Tennessee. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're getting a hold of me, and they're like, hey, we want to join up with what you're doing. And that's where KSL originally started from. Nice, nice. So, so and it just, it just keeps growing. So you you're in you're outside Bowling Green. Is that where you are? I know that's where you're having your festival, but um, so that's kind of centrally located right there in Kentucky. Is everybody with you um, that started? Were you kind of all local in person, or is this kind of been the whole state the whole time? It's it's almost been the whole state the whole time. So because we knew each other from another group. That we okay. were in, and that group was kind of fizzling out, and it got it got a little militant for us, and we were kind of like we're we're bouncing out. So <laughs> some, some of the guys, some of the guys were in northern Kentucky, some of them were in a far west, far east. So it, it it worked out, but as it grows, we get more and more people closer to me. Uh, Shelly with Two Old Crows Homestead is one of the driving forces in the group. She's about an hour and 15 minutes away from me. Jake, Jake Snyder with two uh, Dog Creek Farms, he's in Indiana, and he's about two and a half hours away. He's uh, he's helping. Him and Shelly are the two driving forces helping with the festival. So okay. we've got those. I could call either one of those people up, and they would be here as fast as they could to help me do anything. Uh, pretty much any time I do anything, those two people are here. Uh, we're doing... Uh, July, July fifteenth, we're doing a uh, convoy, comms, and medical class at my place. So okay. we've got a guy coming in that uh, he does a lot of training for the military. He's going to go over convoys with us and how to do a vehicular convoy and run that. So he's going to do all that, show us how we're going to kit up and run a convoy to another guy's farm, Chuck. Chuck Peoples is going to be here to do some medical stuff with us, and then we're going to do some calm stuff. So that's we do stuff like that. We do homestead butchering. Uh, we butchered five butchered five pigs and a beef this year at my house. Oh, nice! So I so I open it up to the guys, and I'm like, hey, set this Saturday we're doing pigs. If you want to come learn how to do pigs, 
come down and we'll show you start to finish. You know, it's breathing and it's sausage by that afternoon. And people will come down, we'll train them and show them how to do all that. Are you, um, are you guys, um, documenting this? Are you guys doing, you guys have enough hands to, um, get some video of this and then maybe put it together for, for the benefit of the group? Um, either through putting it out, it's just something that kind of popped into my head. It sounds like you have a lot of hands, um, to help. Uh, I was just curious if maybe you're documenting it. We, we video most of it and put it on my YouTube channel. And then okay. uh, Shelly, Shelly sticks it on her YouTube channel. Jake will put it on his. It's the, the whole process of processing the pig. It's an all day thing. So really you can't, you can't record the whole process. So, you know, we'll do like an hour, hour and a half video on it. Kind of hit. Nice. So we've kind of thought about doing some, some processing classes where we have other people uh, do a paid processing class just to pay for the animal and stuff like that and pay for a little bit of our time uh, doing some classes like that. We might in the future. And just I stay so busy with work and then the small homestead we've got, it's like, do I really have time to do this? So. Did you... Did you um, did you grow up doing this kind of stuff? Was this this been your whole life, or did you get into it kind of later on? My my uh, my mom grew up on a uh, registered Hereford farm where they raised Hereford show cattle. So uh, her parents had that. So I grew up a little bit in that. My parents had some cows when we were younger. It got too much with two boys and the farm and everything else. Both of them worked full time, so they sold the farm that they had, and, and I'd always wanted to do it. I was like, when I get enough property, I want to have some animals. That was kind of my goal. So uh, we've got eight acres where we're at now, and we've been turning it into our small homestead. We've got uh, we've got a micro miniature donkey. That's my wife's thing. And I was like, she she doesn't complain about what I bring home. So I, I was like, yeah, if you want it, if you want this donkey, get it. But we've got uh, we've got a We've got a handful of sheep. We've got one. We're down to one beef cow right now, and then we got livestock guard dogs. We got a few pigs and then chickens. Oh, nice, so, nice. That'll keep you busy. And you said you said you're a contractor on the side. Uh, on the side. <laughs> yeah, on the on the side, I'm a contractor. So that that ties up most of my time. Uh, I mean, I, I've been working in the shop all day today. And, nice. Uh, but yeah, contract. Contracting is where I make my money. I do the farming and homesteading stuff to put meat in the freezer and vegetables and stuff like that. So it's it's not paying the bills whatsoever. No, it's it's lessening the bills for sure. That's uh, I had that I had that conversation with somebody the other day that um, I I went down the path of of experimenting with trying to make income off it. Um, I kind of ran up each of the things we've got into the different chickens and then quail and rabbits and saw if there was money to be made there. And then I would scale it back because I also work full time. Um, I think going forward, I would probably do it only to lessen my grocery bill and only to, to lessen my stress um, because I have the meat. Uh, I don't think I would ever really pursue the the homesteading, the physical act of it, like the actual raising the meat as uh, as an income stream again. But I don't know. You never you, you never know. <laughs> well, it does. I mean, Billy with permapastures and I are friends, 
and okay. I, I've, had, I've had conversations with Billy and his uh, chicken tractor on steroids. Mm -hmm. We've got our our version. We call it the chicken tractor on meth, just because we're in Kentucky. So uh, we did it. We're feeding our chickens, and we're feeding our chickens for free. We're making compost with the chickens that we use on all our vegetables and fruits. And uh, then I heard him talking about, hey, you can feed your pigs for free too. So I've got a deal set up with a couple different places. We're feeding our chickens and pigs for free. So That's beautiful. I mean it. Uh, I get well. I went. I went this afternoon. One of the places called me, and they're like, "Your trash can's full. Come get it." So I went and picked up 32 gallons of food waste. It's everything from breads to meats to pasta to all this at a food bank, and I, I pick one of those up almost every day. So my chickens and pigs are fed free. So I'm getting free pork and free chicken and free eggs. That's just that's fantastic. Yeah, it, it really it really. So, um, I think my goal when I was doing it, so I was saying that I was, I was looking for revenue streams. My, my goal with doing it part-time was to pay for it and maybe make a little bit more. That is a really, that is a really great way to, um, combat that, the cost of that animal when that all of that feed or the majority of that feed is end up free, um, I went the other way and got sick of buying chickens and quail and stuff to start. And so I ran a full blown hatchery. I saw how much people were paying for chicks and oh, just started yeah. selling them. I was like, I'm sick of buying them and there's a lot of people that buy them. So I might as well sell them too. Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, we, uh, we did, I actually purchased the pigs that we got. We started with little Juliana, the smaller breed pigs. And I was like, this is fine, but the juice wasn't really worth the squeeze on it. So we uh, ended up sending those to freezer camp. And uh, one of the guys in the group, he was like, I've got some pigs that are ready to butcher. He gave me a good deal on two of them. So I went and picked two of them up. Uh, there's a, a cut male and then a female. The female, uh, we were going to put her in the freezer uh, on Saturday. Thursday, she popped out a litter of pigs. And I'm like, what the hell? I called my buddy. I said, you didn't tell me that she'd been around a boar. He goes, oh, hell. He said, that's just a bonus for you. So I'm like, okay, whatever. She ended up with seven piglets that made it. Uh, I sold five of them, kept two of them for this fall. One of them at our festival. And, uh, but, yeah, so I ended up selling five of the piglets. So I, I've actually made money on buying those, buying those two pigs. So we just took we just took the male and processed him on Saturday instead of the female. So, nice. Yeah, yeah those, those surprises, those uh, those surprises. We had some rabbits that we bought one time that uh, they didn't know that they had gotten pregnant, and all of a sudden we're like, "Why is why is she making it?" We would just free feed them hay. We put it in their in their cages. All of a sudden she's making this big nest out of her hay instead of eating it. We're like, "What's going on?" Oh yeah, she was she was well pregnant. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it, I, I've actually made some money on those pigs, so I'm well ahead of the game on that. And it, I'm like, that, goes right, that goes right in the piggy bank. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this works. So, so, so the Facebook group, you said that kind of grew. Um, is, it, is it pretty active? Is it uh, you got a lot of posting going on and uh, information exchange? Do you go on? Yeah, it, it, it's pretty active. There's several posts every day. People ask questions. People answer questions. 
uh, people post, you know, what they're doing on their homestead today. You know, we had a few storms roll in uh, Sunday night. I think we had a few storms roll in. So people were, you know, checking on everybody. Is everybody okay? Do you need any help? Stuff like that. You know, some people posted some of their trees were down. If you want to come get cuttings from these trees, come get the cuttings and you can sprout these. So, yeah, it's... It, it could be a little bit more active, but I understand it's summertime. Everybody's busy as all get out, and I, I'm busy as all get out. I don't post on there as much as I would like to, uh, but honestly, I post on YouTube more than I post on there just because I, I'm doing videos and stuff like that. It, just, it feels like it falls behind sometimes, but other people are keeping it up for me and keeping it going strong. Yeah, running running groups and multiple uh, social media accounts. I I know I know your pain, man, and and you start to get behind it, and you're just like, okay, I just have to stop and catch up, and yeah, I'll disappear off one platform to sacrifice catching up on another one all the time, and eh, it's, it's never ending. It's really never ending. Oh yeah, I'll get I'll get three videos done for YouTube. And then I'm like, cool, I can take just a moment to breathe. And then you breathe and it's like, crap, you're three days behind now. And it's like, then no videos for a few days. And I'm like, how do these people do this sometimes? <laughs> I wonder my, I wonder myself sometimes. I just kind of go into auto drive and it just ends up happening. And I was like, how did, how did that video get done? I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, and, and it does. One guy told me before... before I started this he was like it takes three times as long to do something if you if you video it and I'm like no I can't do that but by God it does it takes three times as long to go out and do something if you're going to record it and and I'm some people's as Shelly makes fun of me she's like you don't edit anything and I was like I know I was like I take the video there's no editing done whatsoever and I just put it up and it's it is what it is and she was like I don't see how you do it and I was like I just don't care I was like, I'm giving you good information. Who cares if it's not edited and pretty little pictures coming across the screen and all this? It's like I don't have time for that crap. Yeah, that that's my mo. I I so I'll if I'm doing it like an instructional, I'll cut the ends. I'll cut the ends off is about it. And then if I have to stop in the middle, I'll like wave my hands in the video so I can just fast forward to that spot, cut it out, and go on. Yeah, all my stuff is rough. I. Uh, you were talking about three times as long. I had to change the seven pin uh, plug on my truck. Uh, the, the, the hold down snapped off it. So we were having to zip tie the, the trailer cable in. <laughs> and uh, so I had to change that out. I was like, oh, this will this will be an easy video. I've done this a hundred times in my life. And it's just stripping wires and blah, blah, blah. And, it took me like six hours to do it by the time I, you know, you don't think about you're up under the truck doing the work and you're just doing it. Yeah. It's fun to try to video that and do it, hold the phone or find some tripod to get under there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it, it, it'd be great if I had somebody to follow me around with an iPad or a camera. I mean, but it's like, yeah, I can give, I can give my seven year old the iPad and see what, <laughs> see what we come out with. Okay. And that's uh, that's uh, that video is still sitting on my hard drive waiting to get edited after I spent <laughs> six hours. I could have gotten that done in like 45 minutes. And yeah. here it is six hours in. And I still don't have a video out of it. Oh, yeah. And there's there, there's tons of stuff that that I just go out and do it. And I'm like, man, I should have recorded that. But then it's like, yeah, that would have take, taken an extra hour to do it. I was like, I don't have time to do this. Yeah, so. yeah. 
so the festival, uh, um, I want to talk about your festival you guys are having. Uh, you told me the dates earlier was uh, October 28th and 29th. Uh, let me fill me in on the details and, uh, and kind of what people can expect there, uh, what's going on. And um, yeah, fill me in. It, it's, it's a homesteading and preparedness festival. And my, my opinion on it, everything leads, if you start in preparedness, it leads you to homesteading. You know, if you're really serious about it, you know, there's only so many beans, bullets, and band-aids that you can stop to where you're, yeah, I mean, if you know you're only going to live one more year, that's great. Get a year's supply of food and, you know, the clock will tick down and at that year when you run out of food, you die and everything. But it's more about resupply and so prepping goes into homesteading. You lead into that. And uh, there's so many people now that it, it's, it's either prepping or homesteading, not not together so there's a huge overlap so we wanted to bring you know the preparedness people and the homesteaders together in one spot because they can they can talk to each other and they're they're running down the same road so it, we're going to cover everything we've got tons of speakers coming the website is kentuckysustainableliving.com uh we've got everything uh i can some of our speakers uh Chuck Peoples will be there doing uh, medical stuff. Uh, Jake Drum is another medical guy that'll be there. Uh, Bruce DeVries does uh, awesome leather work, and he's down in Tennessee. He also does biochar. Mm -hmm. We're going to have uh, Eric from Porterhouse and Teal will be there. Uh, Grumpy Acres is going to be there with freeze-dried food. Uh, Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith is an everyday prepper. He's going to be there. Uh, Billy Bond from Permapastures will be there. Uh, Andy from Andy's Little Homestead. He's big on Facebook. He will be there. Uh, and one of my favorite ones that's going to be there is Aaron T. Scott. I don't know if you've ever seen Aaron T. Scott or not. Uh, she's going to be there. I actually talked to her the other day, and she's like, we will 100% be there. And I was like, okay, good. Nice. nice. Uh, Tag from Life Done Free will be there. Uh, Spags is going to be there with data, mm -hmm. uh, and I know I'm forgetting some people, but yeah, we've got we've got a huge lineup. Emily Emily Rock, she actually lives about 15 minutes from me. Uh, she's going to be there. She's going to bring one of her uh, homestead milk cows. She's going to bring one of her jerseys, okay. and going to have her cow there all weekend doing milking demonstrations for whoever wants to see. So you'll nice. be able. To, You'll be able to get in there and actually milk a cow, ask her questions, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Enos, the bluegrass trapper, will be there talking about trapping stuff and everything. So it's we're going to have kids' activities. It is a kid-friendly event, so we're going to have a spot set up for kids. We're going to have activities, uh, kids' activities to keep them busy with some stuff. So if mom and dad want to run out and look at a couple things, they'll have a chance to do that. So it's not that that's a bad thing. Some events that we've seen before is, yeah, the dad is just going to go to it. It's nothing but guns. So the wife doesn't want to go. So she's stuck at home with the kids or the wife wants to go, but it's all, you know, female stuff. And the husband's like, I don't want to go. So he's, he's stuck at the house with the kids. It's going to appeal to, 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 to kids, men and women. So there's something for everybody to do at the festival. Nice. Nice. Uh, 
So is it? So it's going to be set up. Um, you're going to have speakers, and then also like booths and demos and things going on uh, besides the speakers. Yes, we'll have we'll have speakers, probably two speakers at a time, going in separate areas. Okay. We're going to have de- we're going to have demos. Everything's inside, so oh. they've got a huge indoor arena that will have all our vendors set up. Uh, we've got vendors, everything from storm shelters to greenhouses, to equipment. Bobcat is one of our big sponsors. Bobcat's gonna have a ton of equipment there for you to look at. Uh, We're gonna have knife makers. Hopefully we're gonna have an ammunition guy there selling ammo. Uh, Grumpy Acres will be there selling freeze-dried food. Uh, A lot of homestead uh, stuff that people make on their homestead. We're gonna have vendors for that. Uh, It sounds like it's gonna be a pretty big event. It it is, we will probably Probably have at least 50 vendors there, I would say. Nice. So I know we've got I know we got at least 50 spots, and we we've still got room for more if we get more people that want to come. Nice. Uh, one of the big things one of the big things too. Saturday we're doing a pig processing class. Oh. Uh, Darren Darren with Hacks for the Homestead and Billy will be uh, processing a pig on site. Nice. Uh, so it'll go start to finish. It'll be breathing in the morning. It'll be pork chops in the afternoon. So it's going to be a class where you can sit there and watch how to do that. Sunday, we're going to have chicken processing on Sunday. Okay. So you'll see chicken processing classes. Uh, we've got tons of giveaways that we're going to do. Then we're also going to have uh, raffle. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say raffle or not because that gets into the whole casino gambling crap. But you can buy tickets to win things. So uh, one, one of the big one of the big things is we got a uh, chicken plucker that we're going to raffle off. Oh wow! Uh, a lot of Milwaukee tools. Hopefully, we're going to have some steel chainsaws to raffle off. Some stuff like that. Uh, and then probably one of the biggest things I'm excited about. <coughs> Excuse me. Saturday night, we're doing a charity dinner for Vets for Child Rescue. Oh, wow. So you will get the tickets for, for sale uh, online. They're $250 a ticket. Uh, 90, I forgot the math, but close to 90% of that money goes. Every, everything it doesn't take to feed the people for the, for the dinner, everything else goes to Vets for Child Rescue. We're trying to raise. We're trying to raise ten thousand dollars for Vets for Child Rescue because that's what it takes for them to come do an operation in Kentucky to catch the pedophiles in Kentucky. So if we raise ten thousand dollars, they told me that they would come down and do an operation close to Bowling Green. Oh wow! Wow. So, uh, so, so that the the charity dinner on Saturday night it says two hundred fifty dollars. How much is the event? The event is free. So, free? Free. If you want to come and see the speakers, see the vendors, all that stuff, watch the chicken processing, watch the pig processing, it only costs you gas money to get there. You can walk in the door for free. Jason, that's unbelievable. That's fantastic. We we wanted to do it do it as cheap as we could, and we started running the numbers, and I, and. We looked at it and we're like, if we get enough sponsors and enough vendors, we can do the do the thing for free. So, we, yeah. And we wanted it because I mean, the way the economy is now, people are like, why well, can't even afford twenty five dollars to come? 
So, right. you know, and if you set it at $25 and a family of four wanted to come, that's 100 bucks just to get in the door. I would, I would rather have the sponsors help pay for the event. So that's what we've done. It's free to get in. The only things that'll be uh, a paid event is Friday the 27th. Chuck Peoples is doing a, a homestead medicine class, which that's an eight-hour hands-on class, and it's a paid class. And then uh, Eric from Porterhouse and Teal on Friday also is doing a pretty much an all-day class on permaculture yields. So with the permaculture yields, we're going to plant fruit trees. It's going to be about a half. The morning time will be in the classroom explaining what yields are, how they benefit the trees, that kind of stuff. We'll go eat lunch. Lunch is provided in, the, in that price. And then after lunch, we're actually going to go out to a site and plant fruit trees and plant all the accompanying plants with it. So it'll that be, yeah, it'll be part classroom, part hands-on. And that's, nice. a, that's a paid class. So the only three things, if you want to come, is the medical class. The permanent, Oh, Chuck is also on Sunday going to do a Stop the Bleed class. Which it's about a it's about a four hour class. Stop the bleed. You actually get a tourniquet if you go to that class. The a tourniquet's in with the price on that. Nice, nice. So, yeah, but the event is totally free. The fact that um, that somebody can can roll up and and go and and interact with all the people that you listed off for free is fantastic, and yes. I think that that's a great that's a great um, that's a great example to our communities that it is, it's doable. Like we can, we can do this. There's people that there's enough sponsors. There's enough, um, there's enough money around to help educate people at, to the value of what we're doing. Yeah. And, and like I said, we wanted to keep it as cheap as we could. And after we started getting sponsors, we, we ran the numbers and we're like, we can do this event for free and be okay. So hopefully it'll draw. And I'm a numbers guy. Uh, I, I went to school for construction management, and so it's all numbers. Uh, the population of Warren County is almost 140,000 people. So if you if you pull 1% of Warren County, that's 1,400 people that will come through the door. So it would be... It, it would blow my mind if we had over a thousand people come to the show. So I, I think with, I think with the, the names you read off and the value people could find there, I don't see how you're not going to go over a thousand people. I, I would be dumbfounded. And you know, I mean, it would totally blow my mind if we had a thousand people or better there. So, I can't, I can't wait to hear how many people show up. I, I hope your mind is blown, man. That, that event, <laughs> it sounds fantastic. Um, you kind of mentioned, asked if we were going to be still around, and I, I hope we are. Uh, I wish I could give you an answer, uh, but I will be able to tell you probably shortly after we get back from our trip. Um, we're we're doing this, and then we're figuring out what we're going to do for winter when we get back. We kind of go in in short stages like that. So, I mean, I'm definitely I'll definitely get back with you in August, and hopefully we can make it up around and and check this out because it sounds it sounds really good. I, I think uh, I think you got a, a home run there, man. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. Uh, Shelly and Jake and I are the ones that are spearheading it and getting it going. And we're, we thought it was insurmountable when we first started. It's like, we really pull this off. And I'm already thinking ahead. And uh, Shelly is like, 
maybe we need to do another one in the fall if this one works. And I'm like, hell, I said, we're doing one in the spring if it works. And she was like, oh, my God, for real? And I was like, yeah. I said, if this works out, I said, I'm going to go talk to the girl and book a spring event and a fall event while we're there. So we're planning it to be a spring and a fall, a spring and a fall event. Oh, nice. So, nice. And, and we're also we're also working with Bobby Spags and the Cole Sauce because uh, Bobby does Midwestern Preparedness Festival and the Cole does uh, the Self Reliance Festival. Yep. So we're we're all uh, Spags came in. He's like, we need to promote each other, and I'm like, I'm game. So we're kind of calling it the Three Sisters because uh, they're all right there together. Uh, I think it's Midwest, and then the next weekend is SRF, and then two weeks later is our festival. So it's going to be three hits right there all together. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I was was looking at that, and I I had seen the one before. Oh, Oh, there you are. Uh, I had seen the one before that – that's happening before SRF. And I haven't dug too much into that. Uh, but I was talking to Eric from Porterhouse and he was like, man, you got to check out, you got to check out Jason, what he's got going on up there. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did for sure. I dug into your Facebook page a little bit. That looks awesome. That looks busy. Um, and you said, where are you, where are you expecting people to come in? Um, what are your thoughts as far as people traveling to your event um, in October? Because I know I've been to SRF um, twice now, and I've met people from all over the world. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll have any international attendees or anything. Uh, I tried to talk Tim, Toolman Tim, into coming down, but he was like, uh, my wife made me promise that right after SRF, I would come home because we're going somewhere. But he told me, he said, if you have another one, he said, I'll be there. And I was like, okay. But, I mean, I know Grumpy and uh, Darren, they're coming from Kansas. And then you've got Eric's coming from California. Yep. I mean, I expect people to come from from every state. I mean, it would be great. I, I know people won't come from every state, but... I know people are coming from Indiana, Ohio, West Virginia, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia. Uh, and these are people that I've talked to already that are planning on that. They send me emails and they're like, hey, I'm coming. I'm from Alabama. And I'm like, that's great. Come. So it's you will probably find somebody that lives close to you. If you came from Alabama, you, you would probably find somebody from Alabama there. Do you um, do you have um a spot can people go to the Facebook page and kind of coordinate that? I know that um, I know that Nicole has kind of something set up to where people can see if there's uh, ride shares, things things of that nature. Is there some place that people can kind of find out if there's somebody coming from their area? They could they could probably do that on the event page. We've got an event okay. page uh, okay. on Facebook, so. I'm pretty sure that you can go in and post on it. Shelly set it up. I, I'm not a tech guy whatsoever. So if it wasn't if it wasn't for Joe Morris, one of our guys in the group, the website, we would have had to hire somebody for the website. And yeah. I could call Joe and be like, Joe, I need this. And he's like, just send me what you need and I'll put it up. And it magically appears the next day. And I'm That's like, perfect. okay. So That's perfect. But I, I uh, think I think you can do that on the event page. Probably. I imagine. Um, I think 
So I think uh, usually on the Facebook event pages, there's like a interested or going, and then you can see a list yeah. of the people. So I think that, that there's probably a message function on there where people can reach out. But I, I yeah, I'm going to start talking about this quite a bit, especially especially free, man. I'm still, my, my mind um, is kind of wrapping around that going, the price of gas or travel to get there is way more valuable or the, the, what you're going to get out of it is way more valuable than that. Even the time added on to take out a ticket price and to be able to go see that and experience that. Oh yeah. yeah. And it'll, it'll be an all weekend thing. So you're going to have access to a lot of these people and sit down in a smaller setting and hear what these people have to say. It's, it's going to be great. I mean, one of the, one of the rooms, uh, yeah, I mean, the rooms are going to be smaller where you're going to be a little bit more intimate on hearing these people speak and stuff like that. Uh, and all these speakers will be around all weekend, you know, mingling around and stuff like that. You'll have some access to these people. There's going to be some awesome talks of people talking about stuff. I know, I know probably one of my favorite ones, and I hope I get to set in on it, but I'm going to be busy as I'll get out. Aaron T. Scott, Aaron T. Scott is going to do a question and answer session for everybody. So it's going to be, she's going to essentially come in and we're going to, people are going to take turns asking her questions about whatever. So nice. Nice. we never know what will pop up with that. Those so. are those were so those are some of my favorites at SRF are the end of the day when they grab three of the speakers and and do kind of a roundtable question and answer is uh, yes. are usually some of my best. You know, I get around and I watch enough video of speakers. I I kind of know what they're they're gonna say. You can only say so many things so many times. I find more value in interacting with the other people at the events, talking people one on one speaking to the speakers after the fact or getting those impromptu question and answer sessions. Um, the, I think the first time I went, so I've been multiple times. The first time I went, I was very intent on seeing all the speakers. And the second time I went, I was very intent on meeting people and talking to people because I can buy the speeches. I can go back and buy the recording of SRF. I can't walk around and introduce myself to the people that are walking around after the fact. Oh yeah. And that the first time I went to SRF, I watched uh, two presentations. And other than that, I was talking to people. And then last time I went, it was, uh, I think I sat in on grumpies for just a few minutes and I'm like, I want to go talk to people and people were snagging me left and right. And they're like, Hey, we're in Kentucky too. Uh, we want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. So I spent all, I spent all weekend talking to people that I'd never met before and came back. I mean, we had like six people join up with the group that are from Kentucky just from last the last time I was down there. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we're planning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. And it's, it's just nice to be there and everybody's the same mindset. I mean, you might actually, uh, you, you might believe a whole lot of different stuff, but everybody's there to learn, to grow, to um, understand new things and learn new things. And, and you can't beat it. Um, it's just a, it's a welcoming atmosphere. And, and Nicole kind of says it a lot at SRF that, you know, there's liberals here, there's conservatives here, there's anarchists here. And guess what? We all want to just be okay if something happens. Yeah, exactly. So, so but yeah, hey, there, what about uh, oh, 
what about um, lodging around the festival? There, we've got RV sites. Uh, you've got water and electric hookup. There's no sewer uh, dump there. We've got a limited amount of RV sites. Uh, I think I forgot how much they are a night, but it's on the website. You can uh, go ahead and uh, book those. There's all there's a there's actually a KOA campground, probably not ten minutes, ten maybe fifteen minutes away. Uh, but there's plenty. Bowling Green's a good sized city. There's plenty. The closest hotel is probably like maybe four miles away. So there's a hotel close. If not, there's other hotels within ten to twelve minutes away. And there's okay. plenty, and you, of, there's plenty uh, of rooms. You and you, yeah. You said that they hold rodeos. They hold all sorts of events there, so that it's pretty equipped to handle a group of people. So. Oh yeah, the uh, the arena that where all the vendors uh, are going to be. The actual arena is a hundred by two hundred arena, and then the uh, all the seating. This whole the whole arena area will seat I think twenty seven hundred people. Oh nice. So so that's how much seating and that's how big the indoor area is that we're in. Well, we should fill it, man. That that would be sweet. I, I would I would die if there's twenty seven hundred people. I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man sure. hey uh, yeah. oh i mean is there anything anything else you want to you want to kind of bullshit about or uh are we kind of covered covered up much oh we can well on our last live we did with emily i got down we got kind of deep in the weeds bullshitting on stuff and conspiracies and everything else and it was like we're gonna get pulled here in a minute so <laughs> But I mean, we we can talk about we can talk about whatever. I'm game. I've got time. And throw out. I mean, you can throw out stuff. We we talked about everything. What what's your, uh, what's your next biggest project project you got coming on the homestead? Like not that you're busy setting up a festival or uh, working or anything. Oh yeah, what well, probably the two biggest two biggest projects we put in a food force last fall which I absolutely love it, and it's doing gangbusters out there. Uh, I told my wife the other day, I was like, I'm taking out these other three to four cedar trees that are close to it. I was like, I'm dosing them down. We're just going to make the food force twice the size that it's going to be. And she's like, okay. So uh, that's going to be in the works. Uh, if it, we, I was going to take those trees down this week, but we got rain, so it's still a little mucky to start pulling trees out with equipment. We're going to expand the food forest. Uh, we're putting in a greenhouse pretty soon. So I don't know exactly when the greenhouse build will start. So I've got to get uh, final dimensions and final design from my wife on what she wants. So it's it's been looking at Pinterest. It's like I'll get a picture. Oh, no. every, yeah, I'll get a picture every now and then. It's like, can we build a greenhouse that looks like this? Can we do one that looks like this? And I finally kind of told her, I was like, whatever you want, just send me one picture and I will build it for you. And she was like, okay. So, so we've been, I've been getting Pinterest pictures, that and TikTok stuff. It's like, look at this greenhouse. And I'm just like, she's going to, yeah, pick what you want and I'll build it. She's going to have the, the Taj Mahal of greenhouses. You, 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 uh, you signed your warrant right there when you told her, just send me a picture. Oh, I know. And, and, and I, I've done that for customers before. I'm like, what do you want your bathroom to look like? Or what do you want your kitchen to look like? And uh, then I get pictures sent and it's like, okay, we can do that. And then it's like, do you know how much this is going to cost? And they're like, uh, I don't really care. So 
I'm like, okay. I love it. Yeah, if that's what you want, we can do it. So, those, those are the best customers, the ones that don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I've had I've had multiple people, and they're like, they'll show me pictures, and they're like, this is what I want my bathroom to look like. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I was like, I'll work you up a price. And they're like, I'm not really worried about it. And I'm like, so okay. is um is Kentucky, so I've noticed around here quite a bit um, that there's a lot of started driveways um, and a lot of people living in campers that don't seem to be able to get houses built. Is that a lack of materials? Is that a lack of contractors? Um, is Are you seeing the same thing up there? It's a lack of people that, that have any motivation to do anything. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of contractors in Bowling Green Bowling Green is a little bit insulated from the rest of the state and really the rest of the country. Uh, everything can be going downhill bad in the rest of the state and the rest of the uh, country. And Bowling Green, for some reason, just kind of ticks right along. But, I mean, they're, they're throwing new houses up left and right, new apartment complexes. Uh, there's, there's lots of work going on, but some people are still having a hard time finding contractors. So... And I, yeah. I, I, hell, I've heard of one contractor, he was charging 25% to build people's houses. And I'm like, holy crap. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I, I drive crazy. around and we're always, we're always poking around looking at properties and, and undeveloped land and thing, things like that. And so we're always looking at the side of the road and it seems like a, just a ton of lots have been purchased driveway cut in and that's it and it looks like the driveway was cut in significant amount of time ago to where yes. it's not being developed oh yeah if you if you get out in some of the other surrounding counties where it's a little bit more rural uh you can see some of that people that are living in rvs and stuff like that and just waiting to get the houses built so part of it is i think part of it people are waiting for part of it lumber went so stupid you know, a while back, lumber was just astronomical. People are waiting and trying to let it hit the bottom. Is it is it coming back down? I haven't. I since we left the farm, I haven't really been to a to buy any sort of building materials whatsoever. Uh, dimensional lumber two before stuff is about what it used to be. Okay. Uh, OSB. I hadn't bought any OSB in a couple weeks, but uh, it's it's at hurricane price is what I call it. Uh, before everything went stupid, you had your OSB that was like at $7 a sheet, normal mm -hmm. price. A hurricane would come through, and it would jump up to 12 to $15 a sheet. And I call it, essentially that was a supply and demand. I understand, really, that was a supply and demand issue. So it's at about hurricane price right now, is what I call it. So, I mean, it, it's come down, it's a lot better than $50 a sheet, what it used to be. <laughs> Yeah, it got it got really stupid there for a little while. Oh yeah, we we had to uh, redeck the whole house and, uh, when we were putting a new roof on it. And I told the lady what OSB was, and she freaked out. She was like, "It's going to cost this much to redeck the house." And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "You've got to get it done." And she was like, "Okay." I mean, it was thousands of dollars to redeck it. And I just said, "Well, yeah." It, 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 what it got up to what it was it was at least 400 percent increase in in price on a, yeah. on a sheet oh yeah i mean i think the most we paid was 60 dollars maybe a sheet something like that so wow. and, uh, 
then we were paying, we had to buy some subfloor, like your three-quarter inch Advantech, and uh, it was over $90 a sheet for that. Man, I had some pretty expensive clubhouses back when I was a kid, if that's oh, the yeah. price. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the cool thing is I, I buy stuff and keep it in the shop. So when everybody was fussing about this high OSB, I was still building stuff at my place. And I'm like, yeah, my OSB was 7 bucks a sheet. And they're like, where the hell did you get it? And I was like, you got to have a DeLorean to get it at that price right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you, um, I, I had a lot of guys I worked with um, that did work uh, on my house or I worked with them uh, at different jobs where they would just overrun uh, and, and store it. And it was it was kind of the, the bleed off from the job. It would, and like you said, all of a sudden I need something. I either have it or it got super expensive and I already have it. And it's, uh, yeah. it's just nice to have. Oh, yeah. Well, like. The, the lumber behind me that's on the wall, this came off a job. Uh, the lady wanted the trees cut around her house. So the guy that was cutting the trees, I'm like, hey, I want some of the logs. Uh, I did my whole office in this, and I got 150 bucks and a guy cutting the lumber for me out of it. Nice. And nice. it's all it's all oak. I've got, I had some of the boards that were 16-inch wide boards on this. You have a, do you have a, a mill? No, I wish I had one. So that's something I, that was going to be one of my next projects. If we didn't sell, if we stayed up there, uh, I was going to have to start doing some forestry stuff on my property. And I was already looking into either the portable mill or a chainsaw mill. Um, it just, it, it makes sense at that point. Oh yeah. I, I would love to have a meal, but there's a guy that's on down the road. He's got the old school with the big saw blade on it. So I've got, and you can see all the uh, saw marks in this. And he he cut he cut three logs for 150 bucks for me. Can't beat you know, it. Like, you can't. Well, and th that was the other thing. So I drove past uh, the the lady down the road had one sitting out in front of her house that she had bought and used, and it just sat there. And I was like, okay, well, I could either go buy one or I could probably pull in her driveway and uh, and just bring that over to the house whenever I need it. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, and that, that that'd be the best way. I, I would like to have one if I had unlimited funds, but I'm like I'm not gonna spend the money on one of those when I got that guy down the road that'll do them for me, and I just gotta drop them off and come pick them back up. Nice, so. nice. All right, man. I uh, I'm running up on some time here. I got some stuff I got to take care of tonight. So um, if you want to uh, kind of lay it out there where people can find you again. I know we talked about it earlier, but uh, throw the Facebook page out and uh, the website for the festival and, and we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up. All right. My, the website for the festival is Kentucky sustainable living.com. Uh, the Facebook page is the same Kentucky sustainable living. My YouTube channel is it, it's everything's the same. My YouTube channel is Kentucky sustainable living. My email is on there. If you need to email me, if you want some information, feel free to contact me, email me. I can answer your questions about the festival and all that stuff. Perfect. Perfect. Jason, I appreciate you coming on. I, I, I'm still, I'm still uh, blown away by, by the ticket price. I can't believe you said it that high. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, it's not uh, table for some people, maybe. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, uh, I appreciate you coming on. I'll have all your links. I'll grab them from you and we'll get them all in the video description. I'm definitely, people are probably already sick of 
hearing me talk about this by the time it, this airs because I'm going to start talking about it, man. I want to oh, send yeah. some people up there. I want your your event to do great because it's just uh, the philosophy behind it is is uh, the right thing going on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. I, I'm glad to come on. It was a good time. Hey, man, hold on for one second. I'll drop you off. We'll, I'll wrap things up and I'll chat with you for a second, okay? All right. Thanks for coming on, Jason. Thank you. All right, you're going to definitely want to check out the Kentucky Sustainable Living Festival. If you're anywhere within striking distance of Bowling Green, Kentucky, uh, man, free event, two days, the list of speakers and presenters and vendors that are going to be there, uh, man, make it happen. And then check out the the paid add-on classes on Friday and Sunday from Eric from Porter House and Teal, who was on the show uh, last month. And Chuck Peoples, who's a great medical, homestead medical and emergency medical guy. So I appreciate Jason coming on. If you uh, enjoy the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, and we will talk to you in the morning.